BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome into the trade deadline special edition of Phillies Talk. I'm Corey Seidman, joined by Jim Salisbury here on August 31st, a few minutes after the trade deadline, a day in which the Phillies added another reliever, right-hander David Phelps, a veteran from the Milwaukee Brewers, a guy who's had a strong season, has a, has a good track record over the last handful of years. Jim, what did you think about this move? First thing I thought, Corey, was uh, David Phelps pitched at Notre Dame and the last time the Phillies had a reliever from Notre Dame, they won the World Series. That would be Brad Lidge. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know what? Uh, I like it. He's having a heck of a year. He's uh, putting up some serious strikeouts and uh, excellent control numbers. Uh, and he's going to, you know, add him to the you know, back of that bullpen. They've really remade this bullpen in the course of uh, 10 days uh, with basically five new relievers because – they're going to activate Ranger Suarez um, here on Monday night. So he'll be back. Had a great year out of the bullpen last year. Uh, he can give you kind of multiple innings. And, and I think Phelps can give you multiple innings. But, you know, you look at Workman and Hembry and David Hale, that's, that's five new relievers in the course of 10 days. Tommy Hunter has pitched well lately. And uh, really jumped out at me Saturday. Hector Neris pitched very well. Uh, had a long bullpen session. I watched him out there before the game. He had like three sets of eyeballs on him, pitching coach, bullpen coach, assistant pitching coach. And then he came out and he was throwing a lot of fastballs. He was throwing 96. He looks like he might have gotten, I think he maybe got a little splitter happy. And uh, if he can command that fastball and have that splitter in the back of people's minds, he's going to be a lot of a lot more effective. So I, I commend them on the remake of this bullpen. Uh, now it's up to these guys to go out and put up some results here over the final month of the season. The sprint is really a sprint. Well, you know, the Phillies, what they've really done here is added experience. Guys who have been able to get big outs in games. David Phelps, if you go back to 2016, 171 appearances. He has a 2.85 ERA. He struck out 11 batters per nine innings, and he's held right-handed hitters to a 196 batting average. You know, that's over, that's over a four-plus-year span. He has four-seam fastball and a sinker in that, like, 94-mile-per-hour range with a cutter and a curveball. Uh Curious to see where he slots into this bullpen. You know, Hector Neris was the closer before Brandon Workman arrived. Brandon Workman has three saves as a Philly, and they've won four of the five games in which he's appeared. But he's been pretty shaky in those five games, multiple base runners each time. But really, though, the way you just laid it out, Jim, with Tommy Hunter coming on, with Hector Neris coming on, with these, with these four bullpen acquisitions, this is a much more major league caliber bullpen that uh, can get outs when it matters. No question. It's a heck of a remake yeah, on the fly in 10 days. Um, you know, Workman has been, you know, every game has been sort of a nervous ninth. So, uh, you know, Joe says he's still going to play the matchup game there. Um, 
I think, you know, that might be his way of not trying to, you know, rub anybody the wrong way. But clearly Workman has emerged, has emerged as, their, as their closer. Uh, but I don't doubt at some point Hector could be back there. Uh, Tommy could pick up some innings there, though I think he's better in, this, in, a, in a setup role. And I would think um, Hembry and uh, Phelps will stay in setup roles. But, yeah, I mean, hey, look, people need a night off. He's got options in that ninth inning. He has options galore at the end of the game in high leverage situations now. Uh, and I would look to see him, um, and I think he's shown this so far, he's a guy who will ride the hot hand in high leverage, not just the ninth inning, but even, you know, seventh, uh, eighth inning. But, you know, adding another arm and adding Ranger, everybody slots down a little bit. So, you know, there's not as much pressure on that starting rotation, though they still need the starting rotation to deliver and get them through that sixth inning. Um, you know, they can't have any more of those uh, Sunday night Jake Arrieta specials. Yeah, how about that crazy game Sunday night? Jake Arrieta allows 10 uh, – the Phillies allow 10 runs in the second inning, seven charge to Arietta. Then the Phillies almost come all the way back. Uh, we'll get to that a little more on that later. Jim, are you, yeah. under, the, are you under the impression uh, – the Phillies announced this move as three players to be named later headed to Milwaukee. Um, are you under the impression that any of those guys are like, you know, difference makers who's, who have recognizable names? Uh, Corey, you know, we're like 35 minutes past the deadline. I don't have the names yet, but I do not believe um, that they are going to be recognizable, you know, from an everyday fan standpoint. Maybe some of the people who really uh, dig deep into that farm system are going to know the names. But my, my, uh, from what I hear, they're low-level prospects at the uh, Class A level, rookie league level. Uh, but I'm sure they're all, you know, decent prospects, guys that have a chance. Because um, Milwaukee's a very thorough organization, and I don't think they would uh, give away David Phelps for for nothing. I mean, heck, they're in the uh, playoff picture, the playoff hunt themselves. But um, you know, I don't think you can let a ball guys hold up a deal like this. I think it's really incumbent on Matt Clentak and the Phillies, who have not been to the postseason since 2011, and have a very good lineup. I mean, we saw them score 10 runs last night. They're scoring runs. Uh, this offense deserves a chance to compete nine innings a night. So you had to go out and shore up that bullpen and continue to shore up that bullpen. And if it means giving up a few A-ball guys who you like, who are good prospects, and I hear they are. I don't have the names yet, but I heard they're, they're pretty good guys. I mean, I think you have to make that move. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it, that this offense is good enough, really, to, to contend. I mean, the Phillies have – you know that they're averaging more runs per game than every single team in the American League? They're third in baseball in runs per game. They're toward the top of the league in batting average. They're not out of any game. I mean, we saw Sunday night. They fall down 10 nothing. They come all the way back to make it 10-7 within two innings. They, they put the tying run on base, or they had the tying run at the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning uh, in that game. Jake Arrieta, yeah, relentless. Relentless. What's which, which really uh, stood out the last two weeks is Andrew McCutcheon and Reese Hoskins. They've been on fire. I think they've combined now for 25 RBIs and 24 runs scored in their last 13 games. So as, wow. Bryce Harp, so as Bryce Harper's starting to cool off, the one and two hitters are as hot as the three and four was really uh, at any point this season. But Jim, Jake Arrieta, another stumble Sunday night. Guys averaged 4.8 innings over his last 19 starts. It just, the Phillies really do not seem to know what they're going to get out of him on a start-by-start basis. The one, two, three of Nola Wheeler and Zach Eflin has been pretty good, but the four and five have left something to be desired as Spencer Howard makes his fourth start. Uh, tonight against the Nationals. Yeah, and it's, you know, they need Spencer to pitch well, and I, I don't, you know, that, you know, puts pressure on a guy who's only made four big league starts when, you know, the rest of the rotation is not delivering, but they're, they're, they're counting on Spencer and his talent to kind of 
come together um, very early in his big league career. Um, they really could use a turnaround from Jake Arrieta. Uh, I, I don't know that it's in there. Uh, you know, I think the stuff is, is, is okay. Certainly good enough to get big league hitters out if uh, it's down in the zone and if it has movement. He's, he's a guy uh, at this stage. He's not going to overpower guys. Uh, and he has to be really, really pre precise with his command down in the zone. And if he gets up, he gets hurt. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is there. They, he just is a guy who needs to go out and pitch better, quite simply. Whether you're a fan of your local coffee shop or the hardware store around the block, Citizens Bank wants Phillies fans to join us in support of small businesses. Let's keep the businesses we love in business. Learn more at citizensbank.com slash small business recovery. You know, there was the thought that this Phillies team could have used another starting pitcher because in the month of September, you have five double headers, you have three in one week. The way the schedule shakes out, there's even a spot in the month where the Phillies might need a seventh starter, not just six. Uh, and that's kind of a predicament because while the Phillies have the, their five and Vince Velasquez as a sixth, the only other pitcher on the 40-man roster who can start really is Cole Irvin. So we could be looking at some bullpen games here in the month of September, huh? Oh, yeah, uh, no question. You know, they investigated starters. They were looking to upgrade the uh, pitching staff. And, you know, I think you cast a wide net. You talk about starters, you talk about relievers. But, uh, you know, I think one thing to factor in there is, is Phelps. Uh, had a, you know, he's under control next year with a team option, but uh, he doesn't make a ton of money this year. I still think they're coming in a little bit under the salary cap, or I should say the uh, luxury tax, uh, not the salary cap. But, yeah, I mean, I think the bullpen is deep enough now and uh, with enough veteran arms, guys who've been around, guys who can give you multi-innings, Phelps, Ranger Suarez, both can give you multi-innings. Vinny Velasquez can give, give you uh, multi-innings that they can suck up a, a bullpen game or two if they have to in the course of September when they have five doubleheaders. Jim, there was a report on trade deadline day that the Mets were interested in Red Sox catcher Christian Vasquez. And my first thought when I saw that was, from a Phillies perspective, they were probably hoping that the Mets could complete a deal for Christian Vasquez because it might uh, inhibit them from making a run at JT Real Muto this winter. You wrote about this at NBCSportsPhiladelphia.com over the weekend about how if Steve Cohen uh, takes control of the Mets, it could really be a nightmare for the Phillies. Can you kind of expand on that point? I think it could impact uh, all of baseball because he would immediately become the wealthiest owner in baseball. He grew up a Mets fan. He has a real passion for that team and a real passion to make that team a winner again. He's a minority owner now, and uh, everything you hear, he's not happy with the way things have gone. So uh, I think he's going to come in there and, and, and try to turn that thing around quickly. He has obviously the financial wherewithal to turn it around quickly. They can play for big free agents. They can be a bigger player in Latin America. So um, yeah, I mean, I, if I were the Yankees, I'd be looking over my shoulder saying, wow, that's going to be a significant change across town. If I were the Phillies, the Braves, the Nationals, the Marlins, the National League East, I'd be saying the same thing. And then, you know, so, you know, in, in the long term, in the long view, I think he can be a real uh, uh, difference maker uh, in that National League East if he gains control of the Mets, and I, I think he probably will. Um, and even in the short term, you look at the Mets, they have a hole behind the plate. Um, they're going to have money coming off the books this winter. They're going to have a new owner. Um, and, you know, new owners like to make a splash. And beyond making a splash, um, JT Real Muto is a hell of a player. So there's a need uh, on a lot of fronts, not just the need to announce your presence as, as being a new owner. Um, you know, there's a need for a, for a significant upgrade there. 
Real Muto would certainly represent that best catcher in baseball. He's got a high price tag. It wouldn't be a problem for the Mets. Uh, another little X factor there is their GM, Brody Van Wagenen, if he survives, if he proves to be Steve Cohen's man, um, is a former agent from the agency that represents JT Real Muto. So a lot of connections there. Uh, and I would ex- fully expect the Mets to be a major player for JT Real Muto if they uh, if that ownership goes to Steve Cohen. Uh, everything I've heard is JT wants to remain a Philly, so I'm sure he's going to be open ears to uh, what the Phillies have to say. Uh, short of that, I've heard he'd maybe like to play in Texas, close to uh, his Oklahoma home, or maybe Atlanta. I've heard all that. Um, but look, if the money's there and the Mets are making a big play for him, I'm sure his ears will be open to that as well. So certainly an interesting dynamic. Uh, for the National League East, for the Mets, for the Phillies, for JT Romuto. Team Toyota is kicking off a new season with safety, savings, and service. Visit today at teamtoyota.net to be part of the team and stay on the road to victory. Didi Gregorius is also up after the season. We talk all the time about JT Romuto's contract status, but, you know, Didi has been a very consistent player for the Phillies this season. He's fit in seamlessly into the lineup. He's kind of been just what they needed. Uh, in the middle of the lineup, another left-handed bat with power. He's at 284 this season, OPS just under 900. Hasn't gone more than two games in a row without a hit. Uh, what kind of contract do you think Didi Gregorius could be in line for this offseason? Like, what might it take for the Phillies to bring him back? Could it be a three-year deal? Uh, do you think that a team might sign him or offer him more than that? He's in good shape. It wouldn't surprise me if some shortstop desperate team offered him more than that, but I think a three-year deal uh, would be kind of the uh, the expectation for a guy like that. I think he's one year, fourteen million. I would think something in that three-year, fifteen million dollar year range. You know, uh, fifteen times three maybe might get it done. I mean, Segura signed a very similar deal to that. I think it was fifteen over five, so uh, something like that. So um, yeah, I would expect a three-year deal. Uh, he he could probably go out and get that. Um, I think a lot of it has to do if he's coming back, uh, maybe with what happens with Real Muto, if the Phillies can can afford that or if they can move uh, Segura and free up some of his salary. But he'd certainly be a guy I think the Phillies would like to have back. He's been impactful in the field and in the uh, batting order uh, and in the clubhouse, man. He's, he brings a lot of energy, a lot of love of the game, a lot of um, esprit de corps. I think he's a real bridge builder uh, with his teammates. I really like the impact he's had. Everything I've heard is – People inside really like him. Yeah, and, you know, Didi's been – he's done it since day one. He homered in the first two games of the season against the Marlins. The Marlins, by the way, probably added the biggest name that uh, was that joined the NL East on trade deadline day. They reportedly acquired Starling Marte from the Diamondbacks, a guy who's been a solid hitter for nine seasons here. The Marlins, like, who expected this team – uh, to be buying at the deadline. They're tied with the Phillies for second place. If the season ended today, both the Phillies and Marlins would be in the playoffs. And, you know, one of the reasons for Miami's recent success has been Sixto Sanchez. Jim, I don't know if you've had a chance to see some of the highlights from his first two starts, but it's like everything that, that scouts raved about for years with Sixto you're seeing on the field right now. Yeah, I mean, they've been raving about it for years. The power, the command. The power and the command. Uh, good breaking ball. I mean, Phillies knew how good he was. They felt like they had to get JT Realmuto. Uh, I would do the deal again, uh, but, you know, hats off to six, though. We knew he was a good-looking prospect, and he's certainly doing good things for that Miami team. I mean, hats off to Don Mattingly, who probably should be the manager of the year if they get in the postseason. I mean, they had that big shutdown, and they came back on fire uh, like like nothing ever happened. They have a lot of terrific arms. 
terrific young arms, uh, difference-making arms. And, um, you know, he's done a good, really good job. The organization has done a good job bringing young talent to the major leagues. I mean, you look at the people that they have lost from Real Mudo to Yelich to Ozuna. Um, absolutely incredible that they continue to just play tough and remain a factor. Yelich, Ozuna, Stanton. There was the era before Stanton. that with with Miguel Cabrera. Really, if you, like the Marlins all time, one through nine is pretty pretty damn competitive. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they must right. do some things right in player development. All right, that's going to do it for this trade deadline edition of the Phillies Talk podcast. He's Jim Salisbury. I'm Corey Seidman. We'll catch you later in the week to talk about uh, this Phillies bullpen. David Phelps, what kind of impact he can make and where he slots. 